If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to Joy News Today live on the uh, Joy News channel, live from here in our studios at Coco uh, Blimli in Accra. We're live on DSTV channel 42 and GoTV channel 125, and around the world on myjoyonline.com. Coming up, government says it's still on top of the economic situation despite mixed reactions after presentation of media budget review. We'll hear from the Deputy Finance Minister. Also, fuel prices up by 9%. Or here from the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers. Uh, Burkina Faso and Mali say they would regard any military intervention in Niger as a declaration of war on them. We have business, sports, world news, and showbiz all in this uh, package. My name is Samuel Kojo Brace. Do stay tuned for details. <laughs> Now,
Now, there have been mixed reactions following the delivery of the mid-year budget review by Finance Minister Ken Oferiata in his speech. Uh, Ms. Oferiata said more than 160,000 direct and indirect jobs have been created, especially for the youth who have been mobilized to establish agro-processing factories in 58 districts as part of the One District, One Factory initiative. Speaking to Joy News, the Deputy Minister of Finance asserts that government is still in control despite a short-term financial crisis. And why? That argument will not change. Going to an IMF gives you a short-term um, um, breathing space to, to, to think in the long term. And then it will still come back to us as a people to have responsibility to address the long-term financing problems of our country. So a lot still depends on us. Are you in control? We are in firm control. And so far, every indication shows that we are pointing to the right direction. On the issues of the targeting. Uh, yes, we targeted 2.5% growth for the year, which has been revised and was. But the first quarter growth announcement uh, as published by the Ghana Statistical Service is 4.2. So you cannot be um, spot on when it comes to estimates and projections. You could get it wrong, you could get it right. So the estimation is that we may slow down in the course of the year. But when we did projection for 2.5, the 2.8, the first quarter growth rate actually is 4.2. So we were not outside the growth projection when we projected 2.8, except that going forward, we are anticipating to see more slow growth. But we have also provided for it in the, mm. in the media that we are going to have private sector-backed growth strategies to ensure that we don't slow down the economy. Meanwhile, members of the trading community say they are pessimistic about the content of the media budget review. Michael Ashley has more in the following report. To address the impact of excess capacity payments on the economy, government has sustained collaborative engagement of IPPs. Currently, IPPs are being engaged to restructure their accrued outstanding balances and eliminate payment shortfalls and arrears accrual in the sector. Finance Minister Ken Oforiata on the floor of Parliament hinted at plans to restructure accrued outstanding balances as part of a raft of decisions taken by government for some interim economic respite. At the end of July, government owed the independent power producers $2.3 billion. CEO of the independent power producers, Dr. Eliklim Apetogbo says they are opposed to that move. We have been very emphatic that to restructure our debt is not acceptable. And I'm saying that unless it's something different that I do not know of, but it's a question of what do you want to restructure? And we have indicated that the arrears in question pertaining to us is actually our cost of service for that matter cannot be restructured. We they have proposed a renegotiation, not engaged for restructure. I think we have communicated that in three different correspondences to government. I will take his mention of this structure in his presentation as a proposal, which I believe uh, is very much aware of our position regarding that. But to the best of my knowledge, what we are doing is renegotiating and not uh, debt restructure negotiation. Additionally, Ken Ofoyata said the country was now on the path of recovery after they implemented a number of stringent and effective fiscal measures.
As I've indicated, we have made significant progress on restoring macroeconomic stability, and the narrative is changing. The economy is showing signs of recovery, the exchange rate has stabilized, inflation has softened, and interest rates have declined since December 2022. Mr. Speaker, we have turned the corner, and more importantly, we are determined to continue down that path. Soon, we expect the measures taken resulting in economic activity greater than anything experienced in the history of the Fourth Republic. Our plans and programs should soon lead to a sustained increase in domestic production, including manufacturing and farming, replacing many of the products that we are used to importing. Minority leader Ato Forsen disagrees with him. He argues that the current government has instead exacerbated the challenges faced by the ordinary Ghanaian. The speaker, he said that the performance so far shows that we have turned the corner. Unfortunately, Mr. Speaker, the evidence and the numbers before us shows that he has rather deepened our woes. Mr. Speaker, I say this because he has said to us today that he is revising economic growth from 2.8% of GDP to 1.5% of GDP. The speaker again, again, he said to us here and now that he has borrowed 5.5 billion Ghana cities from January to June from the TBO market. The speaker, not long ago, this same minister had informed us that he will not borrow at all in the year 2023. And that going into the remaining part of the year, he's going to borrow another 41 billion Ghana cities. Mr. Speaker, aside that, the city depreciation we are seeing so far is largely because he has defaulted in the payment of external interest and principal. Let our minister not say this anywhere, that he has turned the corner. He has rather deepened our woes. Now, still on issues relating to the media budget review, Associate Professor of Finance from the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Lord Mason, believes that the Bank of Ghana must embrace transparency to boost confidence in the financial sector in the midst of growing financial uncertainties. I can tell you with the structures that we have in this country, where the governor is appointed by the executive, um, it will be difficult to control inflation, it will be difficult to control money supply from the Bank of Ghana to the government, you know. To some extent, you know, the first IMF that we went to, um, we had a condition of the, the Bank of Ghana financing the government expected revenue for a particular fiscal year up to 5%. But this time in the current, you know, I mean, PC program, we get to 0%, mm-hmm. which in itself is more or less a punishment because... Um, there's no way Bank of Ghana, uh, sorry, the government will not seek financing from Bank of Ghana because of the maybe possible, I mean, lags and delays in taxes and all those that comes, you know, before the end of the, the, the fiscal year. So obviously that financing will be needed. But now because of the indiscipline and all those as a result of, you know, that relationship between, you know, the government and then the, the Bank of Ghana, uh, we seem to be punished on that. And uh, um, I think it's something that we may have to relook at, I mean, going forward. So from where I sit, Bank of Ghana's condition, um, I'm not surprised at all. And then again, um, when was the last time Bank of Ghana make a, made an advert that they are looking for someone? They, they, I mean, they're advertising for employment. They, I mean, nobody knows. 
So I'm not saying they don't have the expert. They have the expert there. But, you know, uh, they too opaque you know, in, in some of their dealings. And uh, you ask yourself what at all is going on there, you know. So um, there are so many things we may have to look at. Because until we come out to see, you know, the, 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 the way they operate and the way they do their things, um, the system will still pose that kind of macro risk, you know, to us. And, uh, I mean, I can, I can go on to say that it will be difficult to control some of these indicators in the long term. And look, in economics, when we are looking at, you know, a particular variable, we don't look at it in short term. I can pick inflation and trace it back in the years. And you come to realize that the last time we, were, we recorded this kind of high inflation was somewhere in the 90, late, late 90s to 2000. And by that time, we all knew the situation. We were transiting from, you know, military to what we call it, a democratic, you know, um, government. So, um it's not something that we're expecting to be to be repeating itself. So- now, let's stay, still stay with matters uh, of the economy because oil prices are up again. Price of petrol and diesel have shot up by an average 9%. Let's speak to Dan Kanamua. Uh, he is executive director of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, the group that predicted this rise last week. He joins us via phone now. Dan Kanamua, I'm grateful for joining us. So what could be the contributory factors to this rise? Well, Samuel, what you are seeing now is largely due to international market price movement. Uh, As we speak, just a fortnight ago, uh, a metric ton of petrol diesel that used to hover around um, $820, $830 a metric is currently doing about $960 a metric. That is quite, quite high. Uh, The city within the period, I must say, has been relatively stable, uh, so that cannot be attributed to the rise at the pumps currently. Uh, and then again, the third variable, uh, which is the taxes yesterday, the finance ministry, uh, indeed didn't add any more taxes. So uh, what you are seeing now is basically, basically, international market price uh, movement uh, that we do, we do have to deal with at this point. Which means there's, 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 there's nothing that, or there's little, the state can do about it. Uh, on this, yes, I must say the state can do very little uh, because we do not determine what happens uh, globally as far mm. as uh, fuel price movements are concerned. And so what will happen uh, to pricing globally, uh, that is not within our domain. What is within our domain uh, would be the taxes and then again how the local currency uh, is, is handled. And I do think that uh, those two haven't done badly over the past fortnight. Mm. But, but is there a possibility that if things probably go out of hand, the government can come in and say, okay, I'm removing so-so-and-so taxes from the price build-up? Well, somewhere, that, that option exists and has all along existed. Uh, if you take a look at the petrol price build-up, uh, quite a lot of taxes are heaped on there, uh, some of which clearly... Uh, cannot be justified or even tenable uh, up to this point. But then again, you ask for its removal or reduction, and the excuse is that government needs revenue. And so, whereas government could have taken some decisions uh, to bring down prices or even stay fewer prices, uh, the excuse has always been that they need revenue. Secondly, one would have expected that the goal for oil program will be tailored 
for moments or times of, of frightened seasons as these ones. Uh, I have said, I mean, countlessly, that you cannot have a program that only engages in perpetual trading, uh, I mean, January to December. Both have a certain core mandate to Ghanaians uh, that they have to fulfill. And so whatever happens with both, the expectation would have been that whatever products that we get through the Gold for Oil program, both can reserve some. For times like these when the price variations uh, uh, look quite daunting, so that both could step into the market and say, look, we got some just a month ago for 840, 830. Don't worry about pricing at 960 now. We can be able to keep the market for at least six weeks. If that was to be done, Ghanaians would have derived a, a, a premium benefit from what BOSS is engaged in. But as a stand, BOSS itself is engaged in active trading, uh, i.e. the gold for oil program. And so, whereas the BDCs will have to pay spot price today, BOSS is also going to have to pay spot price today. If they had just stocked up just a week or two ago, they could have sustained this market. I do think that our thinking should be channeled to uh, that so that BOSS could serve the core use for which the Ghanaian taxpayer mm. has sustained mm. it up to date somewhere. Solid proposal. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. But do we have the capacity to store you know, uh, enough such that in periods like this, boss could, could sustain the old pricing for some weeks. How many weeks can our current capacity have in stock for us? Well, Samuel, if boss was doing its things optimally, uh, between six to eight weeks, we could have, I mean, petroleum stock. Uh, I have said that not they should go and get stock and leave it for a year. Uh, you have pricing, you know, cycles. There are periods where prices are lower or they go down globally. There are periods where they inch up. So buy products when prices are a bit easier on the market. And then store, just in case tomorrow, the next week, a month later, prices reverse to the other, I mean, the other direction. Then boss could step in and say, look, for two weeks, the windows that we do at practice in Ghana is just up to two weeks. 
So if you did for a window, boss can safely sustain all of us without importing a liter further. Unfortunately, boss is actively trading with the gold for oil, and uh, we do think that maybe they need to tinker that program just a little bit so that it can have the optimum uh, benefit that the, uh, the Ghanaian expects boss to uh, mm. give all of us. Grateful to you for joining us here on uh, our news. That's uh, Dan Kanamwa. He is Executive Secretary for COPEC. Now, to Parliament uh, and uh, Defence Minister Dominic Nitiwo has ruled out the possibility of a coup d'etat in Ghana following the growing trend of violent extremism and unconstitutional takeovers of democratically elected governments in West Africa. He's urging all Ghanaians who want to see a change of government to express their opinion through the ballot box as Ghana goes for a general election next year. Well, James Cleverly, the UK's uh, Secretary of State for Foreign Affairs, Commonwealth and Development Affairs, is beginning his talk of some West African countries, starting off here in Accra. Earlier today, uh, the Foreign Minister of the United Kingdom paid a visit to Burma Camp, where he witnessed a joint military exercise uh, targeted at showing him firsthand some of the measures being uh, undertaken by the Ghana military in conjunction with its international allies and partners, such as the United Kingdom targeted at checking the growth of violent extremism which has taken center stage in West Africa. We know that just last week the Republic of Niger, one of the West African countries, witnessed an unconstitutional change of government. Uh, we caught up with the Defense Minister Dominic Nitu after today's engagements uh, and bilaterals with uh, the UK's Foreign Secretary James Cleverly. Dominic Nitu tells us a number of measures being taken uh, by the Ghanaian government together with ECOWAS at checking the growing rate of violent extremism in the West Africa sub-region. Um, training exercises with the, with the UK, um, a lot of training exercises with them, they give us a lot of support in training our, our troops in combating terrorist activities. Not just the UK, the United Kingdom, France, all of them, they do give us China, they do give us a lot of training. So this is the foreign minister for the UK. Is on a visit, and we decided to give him a demonstration about if there is a uh, terrorist attack in a location like this, which is which is a room, what what our troops can do. And I believe that he himself saw it, the sort of professionalism that uh, and the coordination, and the sort of discipline. Because for you, you need to have a lot of discipline to be able to achieve that. That's the essence of it, just to show that look. Our troops are as good as we get all the training and with our, our various partners across board. And it, it's, it's, I'm impressed with what, what I saw. And I believe that we'll have to continue to train, train day and night to, be, to ensure. Well, the minister is also ruling out the possibility of a military coup d'etat in Ghana. He explains why. ECOWAS has given um, the Janta a one-week ultimatum to Hanover or face severe consequences, including the use of force. After the one week, we will seek the direction of the presidents exactly what they will do. But I can say that the member states are ready. Uh, if it means using force, the member states will be ready to do that. I, I, armed forces, I can, I can assure you that the professionalism of the Ghana armed forces is, is par excellence. And I'm not worried at all, not, not at all. I, 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 don't, I don't worry about any member of the armed forces taking up arms to say I'm going to remove a government. No, not at all. They would rather protect the will of the people. They would rather not allow anybody 
to cheat in an election. They would rather not allow anybody to manipulate in an election. But to take up arms to remove a government, the armed forces are, they are, they are no, it's, be, it's beyond that. Armed forces of Ghana is far beyond that. But one major worry is that. Meanwhile, security analyst Mukhtaru Momoni Mukhtara asserts that we're not yet out of the route because many countries in the region are plagued with issues of bad governance and insecurity. We are not out of the woods yet because there are several other vulnerable states within the sub-region. And if you look at that, of course, I have made this point several times, that it's a, it's a functional product of dysfunctional governance or dysfunctional leadership within this space. And, and, and it's because if you look at these countries, the four countries that have had these school situations, all of that, all of them, they do very, very poorly when it comes to governance, when it comes to economic opportunities for young people, when it comes to the provision of social amenities. And that's why they rank very low on the Human Development Index. And so these things we need to watch us very carefully in terms of our ability to sustain democracy. Anyone who is familiar with these kinds of situations and ECOWAS's record in terms of dealing with this uh, will tell you that, you know, it's a very difficult situation for ECOWAS. And I actually appreciate this, you know, the difficulty that ECOWAS finds itself. Uh, in the last three years, We've had similar opportunities for ECOWAS uh, to act in ways that shows that they are an effective regional body uh, capable of restoring order and capable of ensuring that we do not have situations like this from happening. And they fail to do that. And that's why we continue to have that happen. I think that is a very difficult situation. And I have very, very little hope of ECOWAS's chances of having any meaningful intervention or impact in what is going on. Well, Interior Minister Ambrose Derry says 34-year-old Salahuddin Tafilu, who died at Dagomba Line, was not brutalized and killed by the police. The minister was ordered by the House to brief MPs on the matter. Speaking on the floor of the House, the Interior Minister, who was recounting what the police had told him, explained that the deceased person was arrested and released by the police who hit himself into a wall, suffering some internal bleeding. Listen to the minister's account. Disease was handcuffed together with another person, exhibited some signs of sickness. As a result, the handcuffs were taken off him and he was released by the police while the others were taken away to the Sawasi police station. On the same day, one alleged Mohammed Salif Ibrahim, father of the deceased, reported to the Sawasi police station that. Sladin was one of the people arrested by the police during the operation and later released to go had been sent to Malaysia government hospital for medical attention but had been pronounced dead while being attended to by a medical officer. Following his death, a mob at about 8 p.m. the same day besieged the Sawasi police station and caused damage to the office, liver blades, and electric meter at the station. Following the report of his death, the police followed up to the hospital where the diseased body was inspected, and no marks of assault were found on him. 
Police commenced investigations into the circumstances surrounding his death, and on the instruction of the Inspector General of Police, the Police Professional Standards Bureau, PPSB, also initiated investigations into the professional conduct of the officers involved in the operation. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us with details. He joins us via Zoom now. Kweku, the MP for Asawase who made a demand, Muntaka Bubarak, says the account does not add up. Why did he say so? Kweku, I, I wanted to find out from you that the MP for Asawase, Muntaka Mubarak, was the one who demanded uh, the, you know, that the, the, the minister explains what accounted for the demise of the man. But he says the account the minister gave does not add up. All right. Now, the story is that uh, someone who died, uh, you know, after the police released him, um, uh, that Salahuddin Tafilu, uh, who died at Dagomba Line, the minister says his death was not caused by the police brutalities um, and that, he was, uh, you know, he was released on bail and hit himself to a wall, causing an internal bleeding, which possibly resulted in his death. Kweku Asante is joining us from Parliament, where the minister has been briefing the House on this particular development. Kweku, the um, Asawasi MP, Muntaka Mubarak, says the account of the minister does not hold up. Did he give any reason for, for this? In fact, Brace, he, he actually attacks the minister's statement to the floor of parliament. He says that how can this person who was arrested by the police who was in Hancock possibly have gone to hit himself by a wall? In fact, he says that if the police arrest someone and that person is sick or they see that that person is not feeling so well, it is not up to the police to just release the person to go back home, but that the police would have to take this person to the hospital. And so if the police claim that because that person exhibited some sign of sickness, because of that alone, he was released and let to go, what about the other persons as well? And so he generally says that if you listen to the account of the interior minister, it is clear that the police's account does not hold. The police's account is not consistent with the story they are trying to tell. And because of this, he believes that parliament should have constituted an independent parliamentary committee to probe this police killing. But the consensus on both sides of the house is that they should give the interior minister some more time. He says the police are still investigating this matter. They should continue doing this investigation until when parliament resumes from their break in October and the interior minister can come before parliament again and provide some more answers. Mm. But MPs on both sides took turns to criticize the police for what they say is their continuous act which squanders the public trust in them. And, it, and, and the MPs on both sides believe that it is time that the police continuously do and put up behavior that will allow the public trust them. But if every now and then the police come out with accounts like this, and the public do not trust that these accounts are true and proper, then the police will get to a point where the people will not trust them, and that will not be good for mm. public security. Mm. Has there been any further directive on the matter after the debate? So the directive in now is now that the interior minister would have to brief MPs again when Parliament resumed from their break somewhere in October on this investigation, the Interior Minister told the House that the investigation was still going on and that after the investigation, he will come before the House. That was when Muntaka had made an application to the Speaker to constitute an independent committee to look into this, to this killing. But according to the Speaker of Parliament, they should allow the police to continue their investigation 
when they conclude and there's a need for parliament to investigate, they can do so. Grateful to you. So that's Kwasante from Parliament. Now, um, uh, Member of Parliament for Bungudu in the Northeast region, Abednego Bandin, has expressed worry about the delay in payment of the areas of the National Health Insurance Scheme owed to the District Health Centre. Uh, according to the District Health Authorities, services rendered under the National Health Insurance Services haven't been paid for several months to date. The MP says that non-payment of these accumulated debts is hindering the effort to ensure the provision of quality health care services to the people. Speaking after donating several motorbikes to the District Health Directorate, the MP demands the immediate settlement of the NHI's arrears to improve service delivery at the facility. I want to thank you, Director, and I hereby hand over to you the four motorbikes for your use. And please use it judiciously. Thank you. The donation of these four motorbikes, according to the Member of Parliament, is in response to the request for assistance from the District Health Directorate. He said the Directorate had requested from him means of transport to assist in the extension of healthcare services to residents in far-flung communities in the district, especially as the rains have begun. The Bunkurgu Nakwanduri District is one of the deprived districts without a hospital and where the provision of primary healthcare services has been hampered by bad rules and inadequate staff and logistics. Receiving the donation at the health facility in Nakpanduri, the district health director, Awuni Mbabila, bemoaned the numerous challenges confronting the health directorate, but added that the motorbikes provided would contribute to addressing the challenges. It's just to, to make a health service accessible to the doorsteps of the people. Some of the areas, vehicles and others cannot move in there. And so this is there to ensure that. And currently, uh, we know that Bumburugu is one of the seriously deprived in this region. And so this... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 
one uh, comes to at least help us to improve upon the living conditions of the people. Health director also expressed concern about the impact of the delay in getting payment for services rendered under the National Health Insurance Scheme. He implied that the situation contributes to the constant shortages of medical supplies and a poor service delivery at the facility. As are now, they are owing us 11, 12, whatever money they are paying at two months. You know, we even spoke about that. And here's the case. Uh, health insurance is owing you a match. They pay you two months, and you have to pay 70% to defray your debts. How much? Uh, so there's a lot of ends. When they bring the drugs, the drugs, the, the component you have even requested is not even enough. And then you have to wait for the next three months. And those days, what happens is that when you request for the drugs at the original medical stores and you go, the quantity they can't get for you, they give you, they give you a certificate to go outside and buy. And so if they don't give the certificate, and then I will not want to go outside and buy, and tomorrow they drag me to public accountant. So sometimes we have other issues, and so the challenges are there. A member of parliament speaking after donating the motorbike said, despite the delay in payment of the statutory funds by the government, he will continue his efforts to ensure all public institutions in the district are adequately retooled to effectively serve the people. The releases are no longer coming regularly as it used to be. <laughs> Talk about common fund. It doesn't come regularly. Talk about gate fund. It doesn't come regularly. The gate fund that came last year was what I used to acquire mono desk for the district education uh, directorates. So in education and health, I will not relent in ensuring that we use it to develop our people. He also described the reports about the non-payment of the NHI's claims at the health facility as worrying and thus joined the call for the settlement of all areas. Quick releases of their uh, NHI funds, you know, because when I came as the MP, I had to chase the health insurance authority. So cumulatively, I had to lobby them to pay that money under the retired director general. I'm yet to meet with the new director general. I understand that they have not been paying them. In fact, my intervention in 2001 actually made them to pay all, including New right? There were some facilities in New that they were also owing. So it's important that the NHI at the national level pay and pay quickly so that they can help the local or district health directorates across the country, particularly Bunkuru, to continue with their work. The health directorate expressed gratitude to the Member of Parliament and assured that the motorbikes will be properly utilized and maintained. Elias Sutanko reporting from Nakanduri for Joy News. Now, former Food and Agriculture Minister Dr. Oswefri Yakuto says the level of despondency in the grassroots of the governing New Patriotic Party requires a deep-rooted loyalist to restore hope and break the eight. The MP will hold a super de- the MPP will hold a super delegate congress on August 26th to elect select five aspirants for the November Congress to select a flag bearer. Out of the polls, Dr. Efri Yakuto says he has identified the problem and has a solution to fix it. According to Dr. Owusu Afriyakoto, only a strong, formidable and united front can guarantee electoral victory in the 2024 general elections for the MPP. 
But he says the current state of the MPP epitomizes despondency and hopelessness due to the neglect of the grassroots. Because everywhere you go, Inyashi, Inyashi, a comedian, everywhere you go. And you know, in my job, for the, for the six years, in five of those six years, I go around the country. I'm not somebody who sits in the air conditioning in Accra. I go out there every year. And I have the opportunity to meet farmers. A lot of them are party people. And they will tell you, apart from what you come to discuss about the work on the farm and so on and so forth, they, they complain. So it gives you an idea, apart from the conflicts, the conflicts are due to the fact that discipline in the party is not, is not enough. And we don't really insist on the rules. I mean, people break the, the, the party rules and nobody comes to say anything to them. And it, it just festers. And you need discipline in any organization. So, and the discipline comes from the leadership, which can really make all that uh, difference in the way the party is, uh, is organized. He's assuring delegates of the party that he will work assiduously to ensure that their welfare is improved when voted to bear the flag of the UP tradition. We need to fix this party. In other that we can sustain ourselves in power come 7 December 2024. We have a lot of contracts. Uh, government is the biggest business giver in this country. And if the military can have companies to do business, why can't political parties? The ANC in South Africa owns mines, it owns manufacturing concerns, it owns insurance companies and so on. We have to be more entrepreneurial. That's what I'm saying. As a key to all these things about Yenyashi and all that. Mm. You need to, the party as a body should have some business uh, 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 edge to raise income for themselves. Right? And as your election headquarters, we'll be there to bring you everything you need to know about this uh, special delegate uh, congress. Stay with us. You're still watching Joe News today. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with business. Stay with us. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? 
Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still need chop better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the smart world of Ecobank. Download Ecobank Mobile from Google Play Store all the app store and discover the smart way to bank. Ecobank, the Pan-African bank. Hello, good afternoon. Warm welcome to the business segment on Join News Today with me, Pius Kojo Baka. Textiles Ghana Limited, producer of Lisco and GTP Fabrics, has launched a new collection in addition to its wide range of designs. According to the marketing director of Lisco Ghana, Marianne Watting, the textiles manufacturer is committed to creating quality and affordable fabrics to suit the demands in the market. She spoke to Joy Business at the launch of the new collection. The Q3 new collection is made up of different printed super wax fabric patterns, bold, bright patterns with approximately 100 different vivid colors created using the old techniques of wax printing. Marianne Boatin said the move is to celebrate African women. So um, today we are launching our latest collection. Uh, we themed it Storm. So it's in line with the season. It's in line with the season in Ghana. We have special designs that we have used used to inspire the special celebration of life. So that's why we are here today. So we're here to launch our latest collection in the Vlisco portfolio. Vlisco Ghana's ambassador Lucy Quist said the celebration of life collection is unique, empowers customers and causes positive change in our society. Yes, yeah, so the, the theme for this um, quarter's launch, uh, Vlisco collection launch is a celebration of life. As you all know, um, recently we've had challenging times in our lives some, for some people personally, some people professionally, um, and in many different ways people sometimes find reason to look at the half of life or the parts of life that may not be going well. And with the theme celebration of life, we're just reminding everyone that there's always great things. There are always great things in your life worth celebrating. Don't forget to celebrate those things. And as we launch this Blisco collection, we're saying come and try out the latest fashion, but celebrate all that your life has to offer whether it's hanging out with friends and family, whether it's recognizing your achievements, whether it's just being grateful for the gift of life itself, celebrate your life. The company says it will continue to provide quality goods to the Ghanaian market. Corporate institutions have been urged to leverage on artificial intelligence to increase productivity, according to the Chief Executive Officer for Dataware Tech, Kwesi Kofi. AI can aid businesses in streamlining job processes and aggregating data to prevent job losses. He explained that businesses can incorporate AI to reduce operational costs and increase efficiency. 
He spoke to Joy Business at an industry academia dialogue organized by the Institute of ICT Professionals in partnership with the AFOS Foundation at the University of Ghana Business School. Artificial intelligence is expected to take digital technology out of the two-dimensional screen and bring it into the three-dimensional physical environment surrounding an individual. AI's evolution is shaping the future of academia and the growing demand for expertise in this fast-growing technology. Kwesi Kofi said a collaborative effort is critical for developing an inclusive approach towards AI. Well, you know, one of the, the things that a lot of people say is that AI is taking away jobs. Um, but when you look critically at it, as much as AI changes the way businesses do things, AI also creates new opportunities for new businesses. So in other ways, even though we are losing jobs, in a way we are also creating new ones. And so leveraging this technology, we are able to provide solutions and services that serve different needs that perhaps were not there in the first place. And we can rely on that to create new jobs for, for everybody. Executive Director at the Institute of ICT Professionals Ghana, David Gohu, explained the need for an introduction of AI in educational institutions. That's it for business. I am Pius Kojo Baka. Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. And smart. Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Sports now on join news today with me, Muftawa Navila Avla. The Ministry of Youth and Sports has released a statement detailing how much has been paid to former Black Stars coach uh, uh, CK Akono after uh, the former Santi Kotoko Hasafok and Ashanti Gold boss claimed that he has not received um, $100,000 from the Ministry of Youth and Sports following the decision of the Ghana Football Association to terminate his contract in September 2021. The Ministry in a statement released on Monday, said that the, upon the termination of uh, CK Akuno's uh, contract, he was paid 318,000, 378.41 Ghana cities, which is equivalent to $54,054 at a rate of 5.89. And um, 
it went on to say that on 22nd of October 2021, just uh, a month and some few days after the termination of his contract, he was paid um, about uh, 335,675.71, which is equivalent to 54000 and $54. And it went on to say that on 12 January 2023, um, he was given 860,000 Ghana, which is equivalent to $100,000. So um, Monday, which was just yesterday, the ministry again paid him uh, some $30,000, saying that he's been paid a total of of a little over $508,000. And his outstanding arrears is about $220,000. And now, um, let's talk about um, the lack of patronage when it comes to Ghana Premier League. Well, on Monday, Joy Sports and Insurance Sports organized a thought leadership program to uh, present findings uh, following a survey that was conducted by Insurance Sports, um, having football fans across the country answer some questions. Well, uh, we've been made to understand that some of the reasons why people do not patronize the Ghana Premier League is due to poor quality. But one of the things, too, was about the facilities which organizes or hosts the competition. The Minister of Youth and Sports, Muzaffar Yusuf, has tasked the National Sports Authority to ensure that the venues are family-friendly. Sports Authority, entrusted with the care of our stadiums, I urge you to transform these venues into more more than the mere arenas for watching games. Let us create family-friendly spaces where parents can bring their families and children to engage in sports that we all love and also leisure activities. Safety must be a paramount and the stadium experience should be perceived as an exciting place for everyone. Premier League clubs, in your pursuit of attracting fans, consider innovative marketing strategy that resonates with the young generation engaging the community and giving back through corporate social responsibility initiative can foster deeper connection with fans. To Ghana Football Association, the organizers of the league strive for fair and attractive competition that fans can be proud of. We must be conscious of global competition from the top league like the English Premier League and avoid features clashes, Take, taking into consideration our account of our climate and work schedule. We should aim to match time that are convenient and enjoyable to our football fans. That's your sports for now. We do have more sports stories on myjoyonline.com and also at 2 p.m. when we come your way with sports today. We appreciate your company. She feels my head and it is hot. Are you all right? No. How can I when I'm not anyone's hero? My first failure occurred because I didn't listen to him. 
I wanted to go into the sciences. Okay. So, well, with my friends, we decided we were going to take the exam. <laughs> you believed so much in yourself. I said I was going to do it, and I was going to make it big. I fell flat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me that's enough. Yes. Oh. I haven't put in that much salt. Okay. And pepper. Let's do some old news now. And 17 people have died and three were injured after a crane collapsed on Monday, uh, Monday night at the site of an under-construction bridge in Shaharapur, about 70 kilometers north of the city of Mumbai in the western Indian state of Maharashtra. The victims are mostly construction workers and site engineers. The police, fire brigade and National Disaster Response Force have been deployed in rescue operations at the accident site. Rescue personnel are looking for others trapped under the crane after it collapsed. The state government has announced an inquiry. So that's uh, World News for you. Up next is Showbiz. Everyone has a story. In fact, there was a time I decided I have to stop the music. A story of that unique place that gives them a vibe. It's a spiritual moment for me whenever I have to record music because whenever the place is dark, mm. I feel I'm in the studio alone, even without the producer. vibe that births excellence, special skills, talent, and mastery. Welcome to E-Vibes with Becky on the channel. Welcome to Showbiz here on Joy News today. Now, fans of the classics are being exposed to a new package from internationally acclaimed jazz trumpeter, composer, and arranger Derek Gardner. Together with the jazz prophets, the performer launched his latest initiative, Jazz Acquire Repatriation Project, at the Coltrane Jazz Club 
in a denta. Stage project is an ambitious venture that aims to establish Accra and Ghana by extension as the hub of jazz music on the African continent. Derek explains the project as a prominent strategy to foster the possibility of collaborative performances with other ensembles, both musical and non-musical. He sees it as an opportunity to reconnect and pay homage to ancestral roots as the project embodies the return of not only people who are part of the African diaspora, but the art form that keeps African history alive. Right here in Accra, he is uh, more than likely the ring leader of jazz here in Accra. When I discovered him, I said, Oh my goodness, where have you been hiding all my life? Please give it up for Mr. Victor Day. At the launch, the band exhibited their dexterity via electric performances rooted in the spirit and traditions of the African diaspora. Now, Ghanaian playwright Ankle White has advised people in the creative sector not to always ask for money from prospective sponsors of their content and events. The Chief Executive Officer of Overman Production believes there are other forms of sponsorship that these brands should explore. When you are seeking sponsorship, when you have sponsorship, and after you've received sponsorship. So, let us go. Number one. Don't always ask for money. Unfortunately, too many uh, event organizers are always looking for money. There are brands and companies that would want to support your event, but may not have money. They may not have the budget to give you cash, but they may have products. They may have services. So, for instance, a hotel may not be able to give you money, but a hotel may be able to give you space. A hotel may be able to give you some refreshment or even some um, rooms. So don't always look for money. Um, sponsorship also comes in kind. So um, look for those. Number two, once you sign the contract, the sponsorship contract, make sure you deliver on the contract. Unfortunately, the experience for many um, companies have been that the guys come looking for the sponsorship. Once they get it and they get the money, they just ignore all the terms of, of the contract. Now, Joy Prime's cooking show, Big Chef Tertiary, on Sunday saw all six schools battle it out again in the kitchen show in their cooking prowess to win the hats of and marks of the judges. Contestants were giving a tax and time, and it was the jam and pancake challenge. Here's what you missed. So we are going to prepare jam today. So you have all the various ingredients you have to prepare a particular jam, a unique jam. We are looking at you getting us pancakes as well. Time begins now. Don't work in a messy environment. Clean as you go. Clean 
as you go across technical university present your food to us so for our pancakes mishilos pancake i love the taste of your jam thank you sir. but i didn't really enjoy your pancake so there we have um rough pineapple jam and then fruity pancake master technical university please okay so we have for you a fluffy almond pancake with have a pine jam the cabbage feel i'm not having it okay and then man and gin mango and ginger man gin as more showbiz news in our subsequent bulletins that will be all for showbiz here on joy news today good afternoon to you grace Good afternoon to you, Becky, and that's how we wrap it all up here. There's more news on myjoyonline.com. My name is Samuel Kojo Brace. Do enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Up next is Marketplace with Daryl Cole.